Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a special mini episode of the Dear Bob and Sue podcast, where we share bite-sized excerpts from our previous shows. I'm Matt Smith. And I'm Karen Smith. Now that summer is here, we thought it would be the perfect time to share with you a few timely topics about places to visit and things to do. In this episode, we talk about one of our newest national parks, Gateway Arch. That's right. Back in episode 31, we answered a question from a listener about what it's like to ride to the top of the arch. We'll replay that excerpt here, but first we'll talk a little bit more about the area around the arch and what our experience was like when we visited the park. So Matt, I don't suppose you were able to fit any geology land facts into the outline today, given that the area around the arch is pretty flat. No, not much geology to talk about in this episode, but there is a tiny bit of history and a few fun facts about architecture and design. Mm, Cannot wait. Okay, Karen, it was fun to go back and listen to our clip about Gateway Arch that we'll play here in a minute. It's also good to have a chance to add a few more comments about this park since we haven't recorded a full episode about it. That's right. I'm kind of surprised that we haven't done a full episode about Gateway Arch because there actually is a lot to talk about and there's a lot to see and do in this park. There is. Karen, do you know anything about the history of the park? (laughs) You're putting me on the spot here, I, Matt. <laughs> I am I am putting you on the spot. Yeah. Well, first we should say, what exactly is Gateway Arch? I think a lot of people don't understand the significance behind it. I know we didn't until we visited. The whole purpose of this park is to reflect the role that St. Louis played in the westward expansion of the United States during the 19th century. So the park is a memorial to Thomas Jefferson's role in opening up the West to the pioneers who shaped its history, and to Dred Scott, who sued for his freedom in the old courthouse that's right there. Right. So essentially, the arch itself, you can think of it as the gateway to the West. So that's what it signifies. And you know what's interesting? They started developing this site back in the 1930s. That was a surprise to me. I did not realize that President Franklin D. Roosevelt designated this property along the St. Louis Riverfront to be developed as the Jefferson National Expansion Memorial. And that's what it was called all these decades until it became a national park in 2018. 
Right. So the arch itself, which is obviously the, the focus of the park, the physical focus of the park, it was built between 1963 and 1965. So it was finished in October of 1965. Right. And it's 630 feet tall. And I have to say that it's perched above the Mississippi River. And many times as we have traveled the country, we've been driving on I-70 and we cross over the river and there is the arch rising above. And it is like a gateway to the West. Yeah, it really is a cool piece of architecture and something everyone should see at, at least once, right? Now, this site has recently been renovated. Matter of fact, they completed a $380 million renovation. Took four years to do that. They completed it in 2018. And that was the same year that the site was redesignated as a national park. National park. Right. And during that renovation, they added 11 acres of parkland. So the entire park is about 90 acres total. And they added more than five miles of bike and pedestrian paths. And just talking about the out side renovation for a second, what they wanted to do was to connect this city park to the rest of St. Louis. It used to be, you know, we used to go to this park because we lived in Kansas City for a huge part of our lives. We had visited this park when it was still this, the memorial, and it was cut off from the rest of the city. But when they did this renovation, they did an amazing job. And when we walked through it, we visited in 2019. We were shocked at how beautiful these walking paths, the landscaping, the little lakes they have there. So the outside was incredible. And then, of course, the inside, they did an amazing job as well. Right. The visitor center is underneath the arch so that they preserved the green area, the grassy area above it. So the visitor center is underneath. It's 150,000 square feet. And it's beautiful down there. One of actually the best visitor centers we have ever seen, because not only is it a visitor center, but it's a huge museum. And they did an incredible job with the exhibits and telling the story about the expansion into the West. I think one of my favorite things, Matt, is they have that giant stuffed bison in there that we got our, yeah. that we took our picture with. Yeah, I, I really <laughs> like the museum. It seems to me that museums are getting better. And especially for kids, they have like, a, a log cabin in there that you can walk into. You can get a real sense of what life was like a century or two ago. And we thought they did a tremendous job. Yeah, the other thing that I really enjoyed is watching the movie, the documentary about how they built the arch. I always love watching these documentaries, and that's a really interesting movie to watch. We watch it every time we go because it was shot, it was filmed back in the 60s, right? As right. they were building it, it really is an engineering marvel. So they started at the bottom on both sides and then they met in the middle at the top yeah. and putting that final piece in. And is it actually going to fit? It's a very suspenseful and it's actually very fascinating. Yeah, I like how when they did the final pieces, they had a little trouble getting them <laughs> to fit just right. And and not I don't mean that the construction was shoddy or miscalculated or anything. Is this whole structure, it changes shape depending on the temperature outside and when the sun comes up and hits it, 
it expands, at night it contracts, and to get those final two parts of the arch to connect just perfectly at the top, they had to do it right, just at the right time. Anyway, I won't spoil the... <laughs> the surprise, the isn't surprise. Gonna, is it going to yeah. fit or not? <laughs> it, it fit in the end, I'll just tell you that. Yes, it's fascinating though, so do not miss the documentary. You know, I think they show it every hour or something there. Right, but, um, right. You know, the other thing that was in the museum, which I found fascinating, is they had examples of the different designs that were submitted. So they held a design contest in the 1940s for the arch itself, and the winner was Aero Saarinen. Uh, they awarded that in 1947. What I thought was cool is they had some of his other designs. He's a pretty famous designer. The other thing that he's famous for is he designed the tulip chair. Really? Yeah. I, I don't remember seeing that at the exhibit. I must have been with the buffalo, with the bison. <laughs> yeah. So I, if, if you don't know what the tulip chair is, well, maybe we'll put a link in this uh, in the show notes of this episode. But you'll see if you look at photos of the 1960s, it was very popular and still pretty cool today. Anyway, I'm, I'm so glad that they chose his design for the arch. It's actually so perfect for that spot because it's strong and powerful, but yet it's so simple too. An incredible engineering feat to build that arch. Now, I did want to mention, Matt, I found a fun fact that supposedly there is a secret time capsule that was welded to the top of Gateway Arch when they built it. And it reportedly contains 700,000 signatures from school children who lived in the St. Louis area back during the time that it was built. If it's secret, how do you know about it? <laughs> I think the secret has gotten out, but if it's welded to the top of Gateway Arch, I'm assuming that's on the outside. I don't know if anyone's ever going to be able to find it or open it. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of intriguing. Yeah. I mean, time capsules are designed to be open sometime mm. in the future. Yes. So I don't know, maybe at its 100th anniversary. Yes, we'll have to ask. Next time we go, we'll have to ask a ranger about that. There is a ranger that's stationed in the top of the arch when you take the elevator, if you can call it the elevator, up there. So, you know, there, there's a ranger there to answer all of your questions. So if any of you want to inquire about the secret time capsule, please let us know. <laughs> the other thing we should mention, and, and I was thinking about this since we're putting this mini episode out in July, because it, it can get hot in St. Louis. In the Midwest, I mean, it could get super hot and humid. Uh, and so people might be thinking of visiting the arch during summer break. Maybe the kids are on vacation. I was wondering, does it get hot at the top of the arch? Because we were there earlier in the year, so it wasn't super warm outside, so we didn't have to worry about that. And I did, in my research, find out that they completely renovated the air conditioning system for the arch back in 2015. So it was part of that big renovation that they did. Wow, that must have been something to upgrade that from the 1960s in that kind of a structure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you're worried about uh, how warm it might be at the top of the arch during the summer, I, I think that they have that figured out. The other thing we should mention is, and you mentioned it earlier, that part of this site includes the old courthouse. That's actually its name, Old Courthouse. And it is, it used to be across a kind of a busy street from the arch now that with the renovation, they've made it much more pedestrian friendly. And what's historically significant about this is that it was the site of the Dred Scott trial. And it's the old courthouse is, is part of Gateway Arch National Park. 
However, it is currently under renovation, so you can't go in it right now. But right. for future reference, it's there. I'm sure they'll get the renovation done, and, and I guess it's a beautiful structure on the inside. Well, I know we've seen it from the outside and it's a beautiful structure. When you go to the top of the arch and you're looking out the windows, when you're looking to the west, you see this old courthouse standing there. And and like you said, Matt, they did a beautiful renovation where they actually built a pedestrian walkway over a highway and it's grassy and the, and trees. It's beautiful. So it's kind of like this promenade to the old courthouse. But we have some photos of that and they did such an amazing job. I just can't even get over it. But it is definitely something that you want to visit when it reopens. Add the old courthouse onto your trip to Gateway Arch. The other thing we should mention is if you're planning a trip to this area, you know, you could just stay right down there. There are a bunch of hotels within walking distance of the arch. There's also Bush Stadium, which is, gosh, I mean, it's three or four blocks away from the park. That's where the MLB Cardinals play. So you could take in a Major League Baseball game. You could stay downtown. There's lots of restaurants and and places to visit there. So that would be a kind of a fun couple-day getaway. It would. We stayed, there was a Hampton Inn downtown that we stayed in within walking distance, and we just strolled over to the Arch, and then we took a break at lunchtime, and we walked to a little you know, a little historic section a few blocks away where there were a lot of bars and restaurants and we had lunch and then we went back to the arch. So you can easily spend a day there, even if you don't do any other tourist activities there. And one thing I I just wanted to say before we play our clip is that the people of St. Louis take great pride in this national park as they should. You know, when they did this renovation, this multi- hundreds of millions of dollars renovation, a lot of the funds came from individuals and civic groups and the city itself. And every time we post about the Gateway Arch on our social media, the people in Missouri and St. Louis are always stepping up with pride talking about their national park. And, you know, sometimes this park gets some uh, unfavorable comments from people because it is a man-made structure. But I think it has a lot to offer. It has a lot of great history. It's just a, a great example of how this park was incorporated into the city of St. Louis and the significance of what happened here. Yes, I agree with that. So get to St. Louis and and visit this incredible national park. Okay, so here is our mailbag segment from episode number 31, where we talk about going to the top of the arch. Our next question comes from Lisa in Madison, Wisconsin, and she wrote... This summer, I'm going to be visiting Gateway Arch National Park in St. Louis, and my husband wants to take the tram to the top of the arch, but I'm afraid of heights. Have you done this, and did you think it was scary at all? Oh, we've done it. (laughs) We have definitely done it. (laughs) We did it. I I was a little scared myself. Yes, I'm afraid of heights as well, Lisa. I I was worried that I was going to possibly have some kind of breakdown on the way up. I'm not so afraid of heights. I think when you and I... Uh, went skydiving in college that cured me of my my fear of heights, but I'm more afraid of like getting stuck somewhere. Oh. So it's more it's more claustrophobic than scary. <laughs> well, once you get into this little tram car, that's exactly right. Actually, I would caution people who are claustrophobic. Maybe you want to rethink that instead of people who are afraid of heights. Uh, but let's talk about that for a minute for people who haven't been to the Gateway Arch. 
Okay, let's okay. do that. All right. So there are there are two tram trains. The tram north trains? tram trains. There's Say tram that trains? three times fast. Are they the, called tram trains? Mm-hmm, the north and the south. And for each train, there are eight tram cars, or as they like to call them, pods. Okay, I'm confused already, but but continue, please. I like how they call them pods, because that reminds me of laundry pods. And didn't you think that getting into that little tram car was like climbing into an industrial clothes dryer? I know, they, they line everybody up, and you stand in front of your car, and then the door opens, and... You know, the the attendant gives you this look like, all right, everybody in. And I'm looking in this, like in there? I know. in there? And yeah, that was a little weird. I don't think we had anybody else with us. Did we have strangers with us? No, we didn't. It was just you and I. Now, there are five little, like, little bench seats. They're not really bench seats. They're little. I don't know. hmm, You did it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So there are five little seats. So it can sit five people in there and your knees would all be touching. It's very close quarters in there. Yeah, I I need my own pod. I know. I mean, I'll let you, you can go with me, but. But here's the thing, Lisa, you know how sometimes when you go up in an elevator or you go up something that's really fast like that and your stomach kind of drops, this was not like that. And It didn't feel like it was rushing up quickly. And the other thing was there was only one window and it was in the door that slid shut. So the view that you're looking at through this very tiny window is of the inside of the arch, the sort of inner workings as you're going up. So there are no views to the outside, which I thought helped a lot because you're looking at the interior stairway as it goes up. Well, once you get in there and they shut you in, they they put it on spin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which I was afraid they would do. I, I would like an air fluff, like I would just, not, not, not a not a high heat dry, please. Uh, you go up six over six hundred feet, but it, it takes four minutes, so you're not going real fast, right? But also, if you're feeling bad or queasy at all, it's only four minutes. It, it seemed to go fairly That's quickly. A long time <laughs> when you feel queasy. Believe me, I've spent a lot of my life feeling queasy. queasy. <laughs> All right, Matt. Four minutes is a long time. Matt, I'm trying to talk. Lisa from Madison, Wisconsin. Okay, Matt. I'm trying to talk Lisa into this because I think it's really good. No, it's great. It was great. Like, it it went up before we knew it. We were there. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Now, when you get to the top, the doors automatically open, and there was a staircase that you have to, you know, then go up a few stairs. Um, And then it takes you up to this really small, narrow room at the very top of the arch. Yeah, you don't want to think a whole lot about where you are no. <laughs> when, you, when you're up there. That's right. Because if you are scared of heights, maybe maybe it would hit you when you get up well, there. Well, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you're, inside, you're essentially inside a building, 630 feet. That's right. And the other thing, there are very tiny windows up there. So there are a lot of displays that tell you about the history of the arch and the surrounding area. And then they have these long, narrow windows that you basically have to Put your phone up to the window to be able to take a photo. So again, you're you're not bombarded with like a steep drop-off view. It's not like that at all. In fact, if you don't even want to look out the window, you could avoid it and just read the displays. Actually, when we were up there, I was feeling pretty good. So I figured since I was feeling good, I would ask the ranger. There's a ranger up there always. I asked him what it would be like to be up there during an earthquake. Oh, you did. I forgot about that. Yeah. And he he happened to be the ranger up there when they had the earthquake fairly recently. What was that? Maybe a couple years ago Mm -hmm. uh, in the St. Louis area. And he said, oh, yeah, this this thing, it moved a lot. So then I I just said, like, okay, I'd like to go now. Can you call the dryers up and get me the heck out of here? 
But how, Lisa, for you, it'll be fine. Yeah. How often does an earthquake happen in St. I mean, Louis? I, I mean, don't come know. On. Not, not that often, like a couple times a week, but you'll be fine. That's right. And and the deal is when you buy your ticket, you have a timed entry and they're very organized, you know, and they get you in line at your time and they put you in your little uh, clothes dryer. But then once you get up to the top, you can stay up there as long as you want. So if you're uncomfortable and you want to stay 30 seconds, you can go and take the next tram car down any car. It doesn't have, it's not a time thing. It's not a reserved car. Or you could stay up there an hour or two if you wanted. In all seriousness, I thought it was pretty cool. It's like you're you're kind of like you're inside a building Mm -hmm. because you are. I didn't have a lot of anxiety about how high we were up there, but I did think about when we were up there that when you look up at the arcs, that little teeny teeny tiny part of the top arch. That's where we were. I know. It is hard to believe when you stand on the bottom and look up there. Maybe don't do that before you go up. Maybe. <laughs> don't, don't do the don't, uh, don't movie, look. movie in the visitor center where they show how they, they built it and they, they're lifting these pieces up that look like, uh, I don't know, they look like what, lunar landing modules or something. They're, they're not that big. No. And That's another cool thing to do for anyone who's going to visit Gateway Arch National Park is go see the movie. The movie's very Mm -hmm. cool. And so it kind of puts it into perspective, the 60s when when it was developed and when it was designed. It really was a, a genius design for the time. It was an amazing feat of engineering. Feet spelled yeah. F-E-A-T. Oh, yeah. That, that, that makes more sense now. That's right. And we should say the Gateway Arch was completed in 1965, and the North Tram opened to the public in 1967, and the South Tram in 1968. And I am sure that they do maintenance checks on those tram oh, yeah. cars I mean, all the well, time. Well, they did it in, in 1972 and 1973. Yeah, they, they right. made did the maintenance check. <laughs> but Lisa, you really shouldn't miss this. I thought it was great. I think it's one of the highlights of any visit to Gateway Arch. And just one note to anybody who's going. Pro tip. Pro tip. Those tickets to the top sell out far in advance. So don't just show up to buy your ticket. Buy them ahead of time online. When you know you're going, get on the website. We'll put a link on the show notes and uh Buy your tickets ahead of time. Now, here's another pro tip I will tell you. If you have tickets ahead of time, but you're because you're like me and you you have to get there an hour early to make sure you're on time, which is exactly what we did. Mm-hmm. And then there was space in the earlier times. They let us in. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. could, uh, I don't know if they do that all the time, but uh, you're there and you're it's way ahead of time. You can just ask them because they probably will let you go ahead of your time. All right, Lisa, thank you for the great question. Good luck, Lisa. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in today. We'll be back with a few full-length episodes in August. In the meantime, we hope these mini-episodes keep you company on your summer road trips. And just a reminder, many of our national parks have started timed entry programs this summer. So if you're heading out to see them, double-check their websites for information about reservations you might need or any other last-minute information that might affect your visit. Also, you can still send us comments or questions for future mailbag episodes at Smith at gmail.com. Okay, folks, that's it for us today. Have a safe and happy summer. Bye now.